Betty Goes Vegan, 500 Classic Recipes for the Modern Family. Authors and food lovers Annie and Dan Shannon have created a user-friendly guide to making vegan meals for the whole family. And joining me today is co-author Dan Shannon. Hi, Dan. How are you? Hi, good. Thanks so much for having me. Well, your book is so cute, so kitschy, with the cover looking just like Betty Crocker, except for vegan. And so... Why Betty? And I think I saw something on your website about Annie being inspired by Julie and Julia. Yeah, that's right. So, so like a lot of people who kind of love food and love movies, we we you know we read the book Julie and Julia, and we're excited about the movie when it came out. Um, but you know, as vegetarians, as vegans, there was a there's a scene that really uh, kind of struck us the wrong way, where she um, she has this moment when she's cooking through the Julia Child's cookbook, where she's supposed to boil a lobster. Uh, alive as part of one of the sort of traditional recipes, and she's very conflicted about it. You know, and, and people who have seen the movie may remember the scene. She kind of yeah. agonizes over it. She's not sure, and ultimately she ends up uh, doing it. She she puts the lobster in the pot. Um, and and for Annie and us, uh, for Annie and I, that really struck us the wrong way. You know, I think in the movie it's presented as she overcomes her fear, right? But we almost saw it as overcoming her her conscience. And we kind of think you're not supposed to overcome your conscience. You know, your conscience is that voice in the back of your head that you're supposed to listen to. Um, and it, I don't know, it, it inspired us to say maybe we could do a, a project like this where we sort of cook our way through a classic cookbook, but do it in a way that, that shows people that you don't have to overcome your conscience to enjoy delicious meals and delicious food. You know, you can have vegan versions, uh, you know, animal-friendly, cruelty-free, uh, healthy versions of meals that you enjoy, that you love, that you might have grown up eating. Uh, and that's what led us to this Betty Crocker project. You know, it's funny, Dan. I say to people all the time that there are moments in your life with your eye, with your eyes are peeled. There are moments in your life all the time that are turning points. And who knew yours would be in the middle of a movie, you know, that would that would <laughs> do, turn you in this to write this book. I mean, I think you got to keep your eyes peeled for things like that. And I like your statement of overcoming her conscience. So is it your experience that most people um, become vegan based on? On, you know, moral and ethical reasons, or is it more, uh, you know, a lifestyle, healthy choice, or do you find it's divided? You know, I say I like to say that there's as many reasons for going vegan as there are vegans. You know, um, for Annie and me personally, it was a, a, an ethical choice. You know, we both went vegan um, a long time ago, at uh, 15 years or more ago, for both of us. And for us, it was just that you know we cared about animals and and we didn't want to eat them. It was pretty pretty simple, really. You know, for a lot of people, it is a, 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 a healthy choice. Like, for instance, my father um, uh, struggles with uh, cholesterol. We have that in our it runs in our family for the men in our family. And when he was uh, in his early 60s, he actually essentially had to had to go vegan uh, for health reasons because he had to essentially completely eliminate cholesterol from his diet, or else he was really at risk for a heart attack. And uh, he was really successful in sort of turning his health uh, around and bringing his cholesterol count down. Um, you know, for other people, it's it's concerned about you know the planet. You know, uh, you know, farming plant-based foods is a lot more sustainable and a lot more uh, you know sort of climate-friendly right. than um, than intensive animal agriculture. So there's a lot of different reasons, but ultimately, for us, it's it's 
less important why you go vegan. It's more about why you stay vegan. And I think people stay vegan, or at least we did, because uh, you really kind of fall in love with the food. You know, you fall in love with this idea that you're, you're, you have so much wrapped up in what you're eating every day, and, and you've thought so much about it, and, and it means something almost you know, more deeply vegan than it did before you started thinking about your food in this critical way. And, and I think vegans really, um, you know, have this appreciation for the food that they eat and, and the choices that they make that can almost bring out a, a greater enjoyment and enhanced enjoyment of, of food and eating than, than we might have had previously. Well, you know, you mentioned that you and Annie became vegan 15 years ago, and I've got to say that was probably far more difficult than today. There's so many products out there, um, you know, that, that are more available to people, don't you think? Yeah, certainly. I remember when uh, I first went uh, vegan, you know, there were if you wanted to get soy milk, for instance, I remember specifically I had to drive three towns over to this little co-op um, where it came in this sort of shelf-stable carton, and then you had to bring it over and refrigerate it. You'd have to kind of, like, mix the carton up before you drank it so that everything kind of mixed together. Uh, it, was, it worked out fine, but it was very inconvenient, you know. And now you can get soy milk at, I mean, your, your local, we live in New York. You can, for, we can get it in the, the bodega around the corner from our house. You can get soy milk at Walmart. You know, you can get it anywhere. You can get it at 7-Eleven. Right, exactly. Uh, it's just an example of how much, uh, how much more available a lot of these products are and also the greater range of products that are available. So, you know, I remember when we first, or at least when I first went vegetarian, um, there were there was like one brand of uh, veggie burgers. You know, they were these Morningstar farm patties. They're actually pretty good. But now there's like 12 different commercial brands of veggie, burgers, uh, veggie burgers that you can get. You can get them in any grocery store. Right. And recipes. People will make them, too, now, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can make your own things like veggie burgers. You can make things like seitan or tofu at home. Um, you can make your own soy milk at home. Um what we wanted to do with the book, part of the reason we chose Betty Crocker as the inspiration for this project is that, you know, Betty Crocker has sort of traditionally, uh, the brand has sort of shown people how to take sort of everyday products, products you can get in your local grocery store, and really turn them into these sort of very exciting meals, you know. Um, uh, and what we wanted to do is show people how to use these new products uh, that are available on the market now in ways that they might not have thought of, you know. Um, it's not just as simple as sort of you take a, a traditional recipe that calls for a chicken breast and you just swap it out for a, a sort of soy-based chicken breast patty that you can get at a grocery store. You've got to season it differently. You've got to prepare it differently. You want to use, for instance, more, you know, some olive oil to replace the fat that would come out of a regular chicken breast when you fry it or if you incorporate it into a recipe. Um, so there's all these tips and tricks that we try to talk about in the book for, for using these products in a way that brings out their full potential. Um, it really recreates uh, what you love about classic dishes uh, that incorporate the more traditional versions of these products. And, of course, they, Betty Crocker is so family-friendly, so giving a family-friendly vegan cookbook is key because, of course, if you start your children on a vegan diet from birth, that's going to be what they're used to eating and love to eat, whereas maybe a, an older person is looking for that comforting taste uh, that they're used to that happens to be vegan. Well, you know, we mentioned there's more products available now that are uh, vegan than when you went vegan 15 years ago. How does it affect the family food budget? Is it a higher cost way to eat or a lower cost way to eat? 
Well, it kind of depends on the direction you go. I mean, to be honest, like some of the, the meat analogs or the mock meat products, uh, you know, some of them can be a little more expensive um, than buying uh, your traditional, you know, sort of something from the deli counter at the grocery store. You know, it's more in line, though, <clears throat> is if you're going to, it's more in line with getting a sort of a high-end version of something um, rather than getting the low-end version of something. It's not, like, wildly different. It is sort of, um, it can be a little pricier than just sort of your, your regular average food budget if you go heavy on the meat replacement products. But look, we've got also a lot of more uh, really budget-friendly recipes in there for things like, um, oh, I don't know, you know, rice and beans and pasta dishes and, you know, baked goods that don't really call for those, uh, you know, replacement products that you can make with just sort of regular stuff. I mean, a carton of soy milk is roughly in line with a carton of dairy milk, you know. Right. Um, and so a lot of this stuff is... Uh, uh, is totally doable uh, on, a, on a typical traditional family meal budget. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Dan Shannon. Dan and his wife, Annie, co-authored Betty Goes Vegan, 500 Classic Recipes for the Modern Family. And, you know, obviously cooking at home and you can you can choose the meat replacements or choose the more mainstream ingredients. But one thing I'm wondering, are there any products that someone might buy assuming they are vegan that aren't? Are there hidden sources of animal protein in, in certain products that, wow, I never expected it would be there? Yeah, you know, I mean, there are certain things, the sort of trace ingredients, you know, um, in, in some more processed foods uh, that, that a lot of people watch out for. Uh, to be perfectly honest with you, you know, if people are, you know, just sort of starting to explore a vegetarian or vegan lifestyle, we, we really encourage people not to too bent out of shape out of whether, you know, the, oh, I don't know, you know, the veggie burger that you ordered might have had a, um, a, a whey-derived protein ingredient in it. Um, you know, a lot of people do pay close attention to that stuff, and, and we do, of course, in our personal lives. But we, we, what we want people to do is when they're, when they're starting to explore this lifestyle, you know, um, just kind of try a bunch of different products because, you know, listen, some of them, are better than others, right? Like, we enjoy some of the veggie burger products better than others. Um, it's important to kind of try the range of them and sort of see uh, see what you like the best. Um, and so we encourage people to sort of take an open mind. Um, what I actually find interesting is that there's a lot of stuff you get at the grocery store that's actually vegan without even realizing it, you know? Um, you know there are things like Oreo cookies, for instance, that are just sort of Vegan by you know? That's um, some not good that I'm news. Encouraging people to order at, or eat a ton of Oreos all the time. <laughs> it's not the healthiest thing in the world, but you know, there's a lot of those kind of snack foods and prepared goods that um, surprisingly happen to be vegan. Yeah, there you go. That is some good news, though. If you're well behaved all the time, you got to be a little bad some of the time. Well, yeah, yeah. Oreos every once in a while, maybe not every day. That's <laughs> right. Well, I know that Dan is sharing with us the vegetarian baked beans recipe from the book, and I'm going to put that on amystable.com. But tell me, Dan, is there a recipe in the book that you serve to card carrying carnivores that they just look at you and say, wow, I love this? Yeah, so my favorite recipe, it's my personal favorite, it's also my personal favorite to share with, um, you know, my, my non-vegetarian friends, and, and most of my friends are, um, with, are, are non-vegetarian, I mean, uh, is, a, is, a, is a chicken pot pie recipe in the book. Um, and so, like, what's great about chicken pot pie? I mean, the chicken's fine, but it's really about, like, the gravy, it's about that flaky crust, you know, it's about those, like, big, hearty chunks of vegetables and potatoes in there. And you can do all of that, with vegan ingredients, you know, so the, the crust is made with, uh, you know, vegetable shortening as opposed to lard, which keeps it with that flaky, uh, you know, nice flaky crust without uh, a lot of that added saturated fat and cholesterol. 
we make the gravy with vegetable stock as opposed to chicken stock, which I see gives it kind of a, a different, more um, uh, exotic flavor, I think. Uh, and then obviously all those big chunks of hearty vegetables, you know, that, that's, that's just, that's where the flavor is. And, you know, we do use a little bit of, um, of like a chicken replacement in there just to kind of keep it a traditional chicken pot pie. But honestly, that's not even the star of the dish. It's really the veggies and the gravy and the, uh, and the crust. And, uh, all of my friends love that dish and I love serving it to people and, and really changing their perception of what vegan food can be. You know, people think it's all lentils and quinoa, right? And, and we, don't get me wrong, we love, we love lentils and quinoa. We eat that all the time, but, there's a range uh, of stuff out there. Yeah. Oh, that sounds really delicious and a good way to try a vegan dish that, that your family might just say, mmm, I like it. Well, thank you so much, Dan. We're going to put a link to all of your information. Uh, the website is meettheshannons.com. The book is Betty Goes Vegan. And we've been talking to Dan Shannon, and I'll put that and their recipe on amystable.com. Dan, thanks. It was great to speak with you. Good luck with the book. Thanks so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. You're listening to Amy's Table. It's Amy's Table. A girl's guide to living. With Amy Tobin on Q102.